How's it, Kurt and Travis? Seamus here from Stellenbosch in sunny South Africa. Keep up the amazing work on the Adventure Sport podcast. It's uh, really inspirational stuff, guys. Thank you so much. Hey, friends. Thanks again for listening to the Adventure Sports podcast today. We have a special show for you. Uh, Would you believe episode 300? 300? 300. I thought we were doing episode 200. No, this is 300. 300 episodes, and today is episode 300. So Travis and I decided to kind of do remembering and looking forward and visiting a little bit about what the show is all about as a special episode 300 celebration. No, wait, really? So this is episode 300? That's what you're saying? This is not episode 200? That's what I'm saying, episode 300. So if you took an episode and you tried to play one a day, you'd almost make it through a year before you ran out of episodes to listen to. I like the sounds of that, actually. I think people should do that. Well, why not? It'd be awesome. (laughs) So 300 episodes. We've been doing this for two and a half years now. Can you believe that stat? Nah, two and a half years. That's craziness. Yeah, it's a true, true statement. So 300 episodes, two and a half years, and downloads? We just broke a million. A million downloads. Not just 300 episodes, but a million downloads. That's pretty cool. That is cool. I think that is cool. So we get listeners from all around the world, as you guys know, and we are excited because it was literally yesterday that that broke a million. And that is really cool news for Kurt and I because we work hard at this thing and for for some reason see that that you know one in front of all those zeros is such a cool thing. So I'm impressed, Kurt. Good job. <laughs> good job, Travis. Well, <laughs> the reality is good job, listeners. You know, we do it for the listeners And I'm really glad to hear that a million times people have listened to the show and hopefully they have gained some inspiration, learned something about a sport they want to try, maybe help some people to get a little bit healthier, a little bit happier. You know, that's why we do this show. That's what it's really all about. So to me, I think about that. I go, wow, one million downloads. There are a lot of people out there who hopefully have benefited from these amazing guests that we have on primarily, Travis. And we've got to talk about the guests because... They're what make the show. People that are out there doing things, feats, adventures that are just so amazing, sharing their stories and putting it out there for the rest of the world to get to enjoy and to learn from. So really, it's about the guests, the amazing people that come on the show every day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're the ones out there doing it, and they're they're giving us a few minutes of their time uh, to talk about what they've done. And I think it's so cool that we've been able to talk to so many different people from so many different adventure sports. I mean, I don't think when we started this show that I even uh, could fathom how many different sports we could delve into. And I think there's a ton that we still haven't even hit yet that are are yet to come. Um, but to introduce all these different sports to our listeners, I think has been, uh, it's been a lot of fun and I agree. I thank them for spending their time on our show to do so. Yeah, no doubt. And I have to throw out there what you shared with me. We've got one coming up, folks. It's adventure sleeping. So there's a new sport for you. You know, I, who doesn't like sleeping for starters, <laughs> right? I mean, that's one of the best things that was ever created for a human being was sleep. And if you can add adventure and include adventure into sleeping, um, yeah, that's going to be a neat show. I look forward to hearing that one. 
it really is adventurous. We're not, it's not a spoof. It's it's the real deal. And you know, we did the show where the guy slept on top of all the 14ers in Colorado. That's adventurous sleeping, and that's, it's kind of along those lines, you know, going places and sleeping in places that people don't normally get to sleep and having those experiences that come from that. So I don't know, man. There's so much fun stuff that we've experienced. What's been some of your favorite things about producing and hosting the Adventure Sports Podcast? What has it done in your life? Well, we've talked about this before, but, I, you know, we – came up with this show, the idea of the show to help people get out there, help them get the inspiration to get out there and try something new and maybe uh, live outside their comfort zone a little bit and take a few small risks, whether it be physical or, or psychological. You know, A lot of us have a hard time taking that first step to do something. So what it's done for me is truly broadened my adventure repertoire, my portfolio. Um, I had a, a small few things I, I used to do and, and, and chose those as hobbies and, and did them. But when we got into this show, uh, as we talk about often on episodes and interviewing people, we always find something else that we want to try. So our bucket list has grown uh, exponentially. Um, so it's it's enabled me to also receive the dose of inspiration that we're trying to give others to go out and try new things. And we've done a lot more backpacking than I used to do. Um, some of the the camping, I mean, being introduced to hammock camping, um, some of these things that I just kind of knew about but wasn't really all into it, um, it's finally introduced them to me. And it's, it's, it's created this desire to constantly get out at this point. So you know, in two and a half years of doing this show, I think my summers have been much busier than they had in the past. And I think that's an awesome thing. How about you? Oh, man. it It's funny because you and I started episode zero. People go back and listen to episode zero. You have to go to the Adventure Sports Podcast to find it. But episode zero, we started with a list of all the adventure sports that we had done in our lives. And it's a pretty good list of things that we had at least tried so, you know, I felt like, well, we're pretty adventurous people. But the reality is that after listening to nearly 300 guests on our <laughs> show share their amazing adventures, I was like, wow, how humbling it was to find out what people are out there doing. Um, it impacted me in ways I didn't expect. I mean, we were already adventurous people, Travis. That's why we did the Adventure Sports Podcast. That's why we started 180TAC, right? With outdoors products, camping stoves, that kind of stuff. Because we love the outdoors. We love adventure. But the reality is, it's kind of changed my life in ways I didn't expect for for the better. I'm a, here's one example: the through hike that I did through the Holy Cross Wilderness with two of my sons. I had been wanting to do that for twenty years. Why had I not done it? I don't know. My sons were too young. I didn't have enough time off from work. I didn't want to take the vacation or whatever it was. But when we started talking to all these through hikers and backpackers about their through hikes, I was like, I'm going to do that. It kicked my butt out the door, and my sons and I had, wow, just the experience of a lifetime hiking through Holy Cross Wilderness. But it's continued to grow from there. Maybe I should tell the listeners what we just recently did as a family. And a lot of that has to do with the Adventure Sports Podcast. Well, the realization that life is short and uh, it, it should be lived, you know, that's a lot of what grew out of this. I grew out of being a part of the Adventure Sports Podcast. My family and I decided to move from the Front Range of Colorado, where we lived in the mountains outside of Golden, 
to deeper in the mountains. And in so doing, we placed ourselves in Gunnison, Colorado. And the reason we did that is because, for one, Gunnison is an amazing mountain town. We love it. We love the people, the community. It's just wonderful. But it's also because its location is surrounded by adventure sports and adventure sport opportunities on all sides. And we said, you know what? It is time. Um, While our family is still with us, you know, it's time for us to move to a place where we can live the adventure sports lifestyle even more than we did before. So we just recently moved to Gunnison, Colorado, and we're still living out of boxes. We're not even done with that yet. Yeah, I I can attest to that because my son Harley and I just came down for the weekend and uh, to visit you guys down there for the first time. And yep, there's a lot of boxes around the house, but uh, (laughs) Kurt and his family have created a, a great little crash pad down there for uh for his friends to to come crash while they're taking advantage of some of the adventure sports down there so i like gunnison um i had passed through gunnison and stayed in hotels you know on various trips but had never really spent much time in gunnison you know except for the the occasional you know walk down the road and and find a restaurant but being able to spend some time in Gunnison this weekend was was awesome. We got to see the town. We got to ride down to the river um, and see where your son does all his fly fishing. We got to take the mountain bikes up to Hartman's Recreational Area and check that out. We had some fantastic mountain bike riding this weekend. I mean, I think you said it was the, the best riding you had ever done, and I have to agree. It was just a good, solid day of riding, but... Gunnison is peaceful. I mean, when I came back to the front range, I was actually just in the car with my wife today. And I looked, you know, at all the traffic going by me waiting to pull out from a stoplight. And I thought, you know what? I think I even said it out loud. I said, it wasn't like this in Gunnison. So I think you guys did a really (laughs) good thing there. It was so cool. Well, that was a fun weekend. Um, You know, I noticed, Travis, that you took up mountain biking in in a much more plugged in way, I could say, in the last couple of years. And you have uh, kind of transitioned into that as one of your primary sports. I think that's probably because of the show. No, it absolutely is. Um, I think there were a couple of things that factored into that, but I used to ride. When I lived back in Connecticut, I used to ride um, mountain bikes. And once I got out to Colorado, I did quite a bit of riding out here, but I really fell out of it. Um, you know, I think having little kids, babies, uh, your your hobbies really kind of take a backseat, unfortunately. Um if you let them, I guess they don't have to, but I did let them uh, when it came to mountain bike, mountain biking. And it was partly because of the show and partly because my son had, was old enough to get into mountain biking and he was taking a mountain biking class. And between those two, yeah, I mean, it's really, it's become, it's probably taken the uh, the top shelf of my hobby list of things I like to do the most, which is good because it's a lot more exercise than uh, riding motorcycles. <laughs> you know, I still love my motorcycles, but um, but yeah, getting out uh, on the mountain bike is definitely our priority these days. Yeah, we should probably tell the guest about Hartman Rocks just because I don't know how many people know about it, but man, what a fun day we had there! Uh, what a great resource. For mountain bikers and motorcyclers, dirt bikers, camping, rock climbing, um, the list goes on and on, the things that you can do there. But what was your impression of it? I really liked it. In fact, I was just telling somebody uh, today that we need to get back down there. I want to take my mountain bike and my motorcycle down there and make a week out of it. Um, and actually what struck me was the the amount of BLM, BLM land and camping 
availability out there uh, to take your toys out and spend some time out there. So, yeah, I mean, I we had this conversation about um, how it compared to Moab. You know, I had a recent trip or uh, working for a week in Moab and had my mountain bike out there, and I, I really enjoy Moab. But at the same time, from what I experienced in Moab, it wasn't – I wouldn't say Moab was any better. I mean, it's different, but – Hartman's in Gunnison is just as good as Moab, as far as I was concerned, from what I had wow. experienced out there. So, yeah, I mean the uh, the the variety of trails that you guys have are awesome. I mean, you got some double black diamonds, you know, and then you got all the way down to the the rollers, you know, like the the luge that are green but beautiful, just sweepers going through the field, and it's pretty much got everything for everybody for all walks. Yeah, it. I have always been someone who loves trees. I, I grew up in the forest, uh, lived in the forest for the past 20 years, and Gunnison is in the mountains just below the forest, which is kind of a different experience for us. And Hartman Rocks is BLM land, not forest land. It's a lot of sagebrush and a lot of rocks. And at first I was like, well, I don't know. Am I going to like this? I'm so used to the trees because I, I just love trees. But the reality is the open sweeping views – the way that the land rolls, the the rock outcroppings that are there, and all of it, it, it comes together to make a very special place. And I tell my kids all the time, it doesn't matter where you are in nature. Its own unique beauty is there if you take time to recognize it. And man, the more time I spend in that kind of arid desert high plateau, the more I like it. It's just so beautiful with those beautiful views and I love watching the weather roll in and then seeing the 14ers off in the distance. And I don't know, man, I, I'm falling in love with it. So I got to say, now that you've been down into Gunnison for a couple of weeks, what has it done for you and your family? How has it changed your outlook on your where you live? Mm. We used to sacrifice so much time and energy to live in nature because we lived 45 minutes outside of Denver in the mountains. And most of the services that we needed were 45 minutes away in Denver, outside of the mountains, you know. And so life was good there, but stressful, long drives. And, uh, man, if you had to run to town to run an errand, then it was going to shoot a half day, if not more. I think the, the biggest impact we didn't really expect would be such a big impact was being in a town where everything you need is close at hand and the amount of time saved that's freed up to do things. So instead of driving, right, we're mountain biking or we're fly fishing or we're walking the dogs. Uh, my wife started biking again, which she hadn't done in forever, but she grabbed a bike and took off, and she's been biking with the family now because Gunnison is so uh, biker-friendly, you know? And so I think that that's a lot of it, but I have to highlight one other thing that is amazing to me, and that is the community it's when you get into a real community, instead of a bedroom community, you get into a real community where people are friendly and welcoming, and, you know, we just got there. But, wow, I can't believe how nice the people have been to us already. So that's, I mean, this isn't a Gunnison sells, you know, show. That's not what this is about. I'm just kind of celebrating how much fun it's been because it's been such a rewarding experience for us so far. No, and I, and I agree. Yeah, it's not the intention is not to sell Gunnison, but I think the the bigger point is that this this all you know all this talking about adventure and talking to people about you know just 
getting out there and doing something for yourself and, and, you know, taking life by the horns, I think that probably had a big impact on your decision to move to Gunnison in the first place. Don't you? Oh yeah, no doubt it did. It's uh, probably the thing that motivated me the most to, to actually take the step. It was a scary thing for us. There's a lot of financial risk involved. I'll just say that out front, you know, there's financial risk involved. Uh, we don't know how everything's going to turn out exactly, but there are so many guests who came on our show who just kept saying, if, if you want to do something, you have to do something, you know, and kind of my mantra for the last several months has been, if you want life to change, you have to change something. And so that's why we did it. We just stepped out and said, we don't know where this journey is going to end. We only know our next step. And that next step was to uh, move to a community like Gunnison. It's been a, a delightful thing for us so far. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I did appreciate being able to go mountain biking one day and then uh, grab the, the fly rod the next day and go hit Taylor River and try to uh, try to find trout. I don't ever find trout, but I like looking for them at least. Yeah. Well, my, you know, we took a week off when we got there because I wanted to have that vacation time with the family to celebrate our new home. And during that week, we went boating on Blue Mesa Reservoir, the biggest lake in Colorado. Uh, we went four-wheeling up over some amazing high passes and enjoyed views of dozens of 14ers and amazing four-wheel drive roads. Uh, we went to Crested Butte and just kind of kicked around town and ate some food and looked at the scenery, which was amazing. We went to Lake City and did a little bit of hiking up in the American Basin by uh, Handy's Peak, 14er. We did quite a bit of mountain biking. We did quite a bit of fly fishing. And we just barely scratched the surface, just barely scratched the surface of what that area has to offer. And so, Travis, I just feel really, really blessed to be in a place where there's so much amazing stuff, you know? What a great resource so that that we can go out and enjoy adventures. and, And it's the family time, doing these things together. You know, that that's really what makes it so wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it was a good move on your part, uh, you and Anne's uh, decision to get out there. Your kids obviously uh, enjoy being out there. So good on you for doing it. Um, I'm going to watch and see how cold your winters get. Uh, yeah. But I will uh, definitely uh, be traveling down to, to visit you often. Well, and our listeners may put this together. If you're a longtime listener, you'll know uh, we've interviewed a lot of guests from Gunnison. And from the Crested Butte Gunnison Valley. And the funny thing about it is that we didn't go about looking for people in Gunnison to interview. It's just that great adventurous people come to the show and want to be interviewed or or they're recommended by other people to be interviewed. And all of a sudden, we started noticing a pattern. Here's Gunnison, Colorado, you know, just a few thousand people. And yet we've had guest after guest after guest after guest on the show from Gunnison, Colorado and Crested Butte because of all the amazing adventures that these people do. It's just kind of an adventurous community, and and, uh, that kind of woke me up to the area. So kind of fun, kind of fun. Yeah, so if you guys want to uh, check out Gunnison, then uh, just write Kurt. I think he told me that any of our listeners are are welcome to uh, to get free room and board when they go to his uh, go to have a stay in Gunnison at his house. So uh, that's very nice of you, Kurt. That is a really nice offer. Well, with a million <laughs> downloads, I don't know if our house is big enough, Travis. <laughs> I'll park my van out front and help you out. <laughs> okay, that'll work. That'll work. I was just say, let's talk about the summer itself. I mean, we are coming up on Labor Day here um, in a week. And 
the summers fly by so fast. I feel like I've done a ton. I mean, compared to summers five years ago, I feel like this has been a, a crazy full summer. But, you know, what have uh, what have you done so far? And what are the, some of the things you feel like you need to get done before the cold weather moves in? Mm. This summer has been a little bit different because of the move. You know, selling our house that we had been in for 20 years up in the mountains and then downsizing getting rid of a whole lot of stuff and moving to Gunnison, um, finding a place to live out there. Wow, it it really took more time than we anticipated that it might, but that in itself was a huge adventure. Um, but besides that, we managed to do a, a family trip to Mexico. That was kind of an adventurous thing for us, and we had a ton of fun with that. We got in lots of mountain biking, which has been really, really fun. And then once we got to Gunnison, of course, I already listed a lot of the things that we did there already and big plans for the the next several weeks and the coming years for even more. So I kind of feel like our summer was just kind of a blur because of everything that we had going on with the move. So we didn't get the big through hike in and we didn't get all the 14ers in that we'd like to do yet, but uh, we've managed to... um, relocate to a place where that's going to be a lot easier than it used to be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the 14er is definitely on the list for the summer. So we need to make sure that we get both of our families together. My son Harley still has not done his first 14er yet. And I told him we were going to do uh, do that before this summer was out. So that's definitely one we need to keep on the list together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, Daniel wants to do that. Luke wants to do that. Um, we'll get that 14er in before the snow flies, but we're going to have to be diligent because that's going to happen soon. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, mountain biking, we got a ton of mountain biking in before you guys left. Um, you know, we were able to introduce you to the the riding up in my area up at Hall Ranch and had a blast yep. up there. And I think uh, every time we go out on a mountain bike, we seem to leave a little bit of blood on the trail. But I'm uh, I have very much of the uh, of the uh, the uh, point of view that you know if you're not leaving blood on the trail, you're not uh, trying hard enough. So. As far as I'm concerned, we've tried pretty hard lately, judging by the amount of blood we left on the trail. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to tell the story about the guys that we passed, just because it, and this is, <laughs> folks, this is not to make ourselves sound big, okay? Not at all. Uh, but it's just kind of the context for the story is we had chosen a black diamond trail, which means, okay, this is crazy stuff. There's some exposure. It goes along a ridge that's ah, two or three, 400 feet high. I don't know. And it's it's up and down rocks with big steps and drops and, and climbs and that kind of stuff. So as we're going through, let's see, it's it's you and Harley. It was me and Caleb and Daniel, and Luke joined us later in the day. So I guess what were there five of us? Yeah, so we're five. cruising we're cruising through and here's this group of guys and they were decked out for mountain biking. And they really looked apart. The they were great. They had the jerseys and the shorts and the bikes and the shoes and the helmets. And man, I was like, dang, I feel kind of self-conscious because I'm in a t-shirt and a pair of ratty shorts. And <laughs> I mean, I don't look like a mountain biker at all, you know? And I was like, woo, you know, so we go flying by these guys. And the part that got kind of funny was that a few minutes later, we see them walking their bikes through the sagebrush and they they uh, managed to get to where my son had just come down this crazy downhill that was just such a blast. They got to him, and they, they looked kind of panicky and said, how do you get out of here? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. 
I, I encourage people to go out there and find your sport and love your sport. But you know how we always say on the show, you don't have to spend a ton of money to do it. You don't have to deck yourself out in all the latest gear. The important thing is that you go and you do it. And then over time, you can develop, you know, or, or collect the equipment that you need. But I just thought it was kind of odd. I, uh, I expected those guys to be really screaming down the trail right behind us, but it's not the way it turned out. Yeah, it's funny how uh, aesthetic image, you know, paints a picture for for you and uh, may not be the be the real story. I felt the same way actually, and I was, you know, looking like an extra a bit of a tool, you know, because I had forgotten my my mountain biking shoes that I normally wear. So the only thing I had down in this weekend was my my low my little hikers, you know, something I would do a, a through hike with, <laughs> you know, sort of ride pedaling my mountain bike on flat pedals with uh, hiking boots. So looking like an extra tool, but, you know, yeah, I felt the same way. I was like, oh man, you know, I don't want to pass these guys that are probably going to be come, come tearing up behind me, but all well, in good fun for sure. It was a blast. Yeah. The guests that have been on our show that, that have all the right equipment would have would have really had a, a fun time roasting us for that one, but, <laughs> you know? It was a blast. We had so much fun. You know, the, I, I don't know why it was so much fun for me that one climb, Travis, it took me three attempts to get over this big rock outcropping that kind of had a, 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 a pit in the middle, and then at the top it broke apart into several different boulders you had to do. And um, I tried three times to get up that, and when I finally got up it, I don't know why it was such a thrill, but holy cow, did I get this huge feeling of accomplishment out of that one. Yeah. Well, that's the special thing about mountain biking, you know, and a lot of these adventure sports, because things just don't come easy. You got to, you got to pay, you know, to play. And, you know, when you finally do conquer some of that stuff and each ride you take just builds upon uh, previous lessons and you start clearing some of these obstacles that, you know, just a year or two ago, you never would have even attempted to begin with. And once you finally clear them, it is a, it's a great satisfaction. And that's the, that's the thing we're trying to get across to people is look, you go out and try this stuff and you, you get this energy boost and this psychological boost, you know, from, from these accomplishments. And it does wonders, you know, for, for somebody in their life. By now you certainly know who Bent Gate is. That's for a great reason. Bentgate Mountaineering has been sponsoring the Adventure Sports Podcast almost from the beginning, and we really appreciate that. They've made it possible for all the great shows to continue coming your way. We want to say thanks by reminding you to go to them for your backcountry gear. If you live in Colorado, then just stop by their store in Golden. If not, go to bentgate.com. They have what you need from the latest ultralight gear to the tried and true classics for climbing, hiking, and camping like Arcteryx, Hilleberg, Nemo, Western Mountaineering, and many more. Need advice? They have you covered there, too. Their staff are passionate adventurers who can offer help from their own experiences. Bentgate also hosts lots of events and speakers. Check out their website to see the schedule and to see all of their products. Help take care of the Adventure Sports Podcast by getting your gear from Bentgate Mountaineering. The 180 Flame is the ideal alternative to bulky and fragile gas-burning camp stoves. The 180 Flame utilizes fewer parts with minimal weight and maximized reliability. The locking tab and slot design means there are no hinges, welds, or rivets to fail you in the field. Cook your food and boil water quickly using only small amounts of natural fuels including twigs, grass, pine cones, and leaves. Weighing just 6.4 ounces, the 180 Flame is the ideal alternative to a backpacking stove. You can find your new flame at 180tac.com or a retailer near you. 180 Flame. Think big, pack small. 
wanted to mention, you know, we end every show by saying, get out there and have some fun. I mean, that's been my my closing comment for almost every show that I've done. So it, it doesn't mean just have fun. It's not about hedonism. And I did a full show on this, and I forget the episode number, but if you go back and look for the show on Why Do Adventure Sports, that was a solo show that I did, I did a full show on how valuable adventure sports have proven to be. How many of our guests use their a passion for adventure to help others and to raise awareness about causes that are, are great humanitarian causes and how they are impacting the world because they're doing what they love to do. And there's kind of a, a click there, a light bulb going off in my mind. Some people think, well, if you want to make a difference in the world, it's all about self-sacrifice, you know? And there is sacrifice involved, no doubt. But people that find what they are really passionate about and they plug into it, they um, they build a skill set and they build some sort of an audience and they get the opportunity then to affect change in ways that they might find surprising. And so we have so many of our guests that are doing so many great things for others, but not to mention all of the things that it did for them. You know, when I first started mountain biking, Again, after you know several years without doing it, kind of like you were saying, young kids and all that, it was tough, man. I was like, "Ooh, I am not quite in the shape that I thought I was." But after a couple of years of it, now we're able to go out and do the blacks and have a blast doing the blacks. It's not that it's killer; it's that it's fun. We were out there for six or seven hours biking pretty hard. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it, uh, I agree. You know, I, you talk about. Uh, people de- doing good for society and, you know, part of that being that, you know, it's lead by example, you know, people get out there and, and do some of these things and tell us about the benefits that, that they've experienced. We've had people on the show that have had uh, major anxiety issues and have turned to some sort of adventure sport uh, to be able to overcome that and great success stories with people doing it. Um, I was, I was, I put out a call to action to have people write into us and and tell us how they were inspired by by people like this. And one of our Facebook followers, uh, Mandy, wrote in and she wrote a a really long, very nice article to us about how she was inspired. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but um, just to highlight it, she really got uh, inspired by the Todd Lewis, the Toddzilla episode. Remember him? Oh, yeah. You know, about great guy. Yeah, about the, uh, you know, the road running. And she basically wrote this whole thing about how Todd inspires her to keep going. And she continuously listens to the podcast on the days it comes out and it matches up pretty, pretty well with the days that she chooses to run. But even on the days when she's thinking, I'm, I don't want to get off the couch. I don't want to run today. She thinks back to Todd or she tunes in another episode of the podcast and is inspired to actually get off the couch and go do it, you know, even when she doesn't want to. So it was a really sweet um, uh, piece about how he's inspired her. And they've become Instagram friends and follow each other and kind of help inspire each other. So very cool. Um, I would love for more of you listeners to write us stuff like that because I know there are so many more stories like that. Um, you know, if people just take a minute to write us, I would love to hear them. It makes us, you know, feel like we're actually doing something that uh, that's worthwhile to you guys. And I know the stories are out there. So seriously, take take a few minutes, write us, send us a little audio clip or or anything. Just let us know that uh, that you're being inspired by the people we interview, please. Yeah, it helps. It really does help to to know that 
you know, all the work is paying off, that people are enlarging their lives. That's that's another one of the mottos that we use quite a bit is uh, find your adventure and enlarge your life. And uh, that's really what it's about. You know, we've had a, a few people write in with some nice comments on iTunes lately, too, and I'm not going to read them all, but um, just a couple. Recently, this is by far one of my favorite podcasts, great guests and hosts to get you pumped up about the great outdoors. That was from Sheridan. Um, how about this one? I uh, listen to the podcast at work. It helps me, or it makes me want to leave my desk and get outside. I love it. Or uh, this podcast is great mixing sports and adventure. Really great. Congrats. It's fun. It really, it really encourages me, Travis, when I know that people are enjoying the content that we're putting out there and that their lives are improving as a result of it. That's really the the main driver behind this. And I guess, you know, you asked me how the show impacted my life. And one thing I haven't mentioned, but I really want to mention, the opportunity to meet and visit with such amazing guests to uh, make those connections, to make friends, you know, out of people that you might just read about in a magazine somewhere because they uh, they just set a new speed record on the Appalachian Trail or something. It, it's been such an honor and I'm humbled by the experience, by the opportunity to meet these people who have who have achieved such amazing things. And uh, I think that that it was a surprise to me about the show. But, man, it's been so great. And to find out how nice these people are and how um, encouraging they are, I hope that all of our listeners are getting that vibe, that, they, that they're getting it, that that's what it's really about. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I know I do. You know, like we said, it, having people on the show talk about the things they've done uh, just inspires me to keep going. You know, it makes me feel young. It makes me want to keep going and, and never grow old and, and keep adventuring into my older years, even even since I have to. So I wanted to uh, to mention, you know, Instagram. So we have an Instagram account. If you guys haven't been there, go check it out. We like to share some of the things we're doing, but we also use it to have others uh, share with us what they've been doing lately when it comes to adventure sports. And we just got one today I wanted to mention. It was uh, a guy that follow us, follows us. I assume a guy. I guess I shouldn't say that. Somebody that follows us uh, that were inspired by the Lost Creek Wilderness episode that we did, and they sent us a, an awesome picture of their tent in the dark glowing down at the bottom with a beautiful starry skies that you get in these wilderness areas. Um, and they were inspired by the episode to go check out Lost Creek Wilderness, and they sent us a picture of their experience. And it's so cool. It's just so cool to see that kind of stuff. So love when you guys share that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, Travis... How has the show impacted your life? You know, you already said that you started doing a lot more adventures than you used to do, but I have a suspicion that it's altered your perspective about adventure sports and maybe even about life a little bit. Would you agree with that? I would. Honestly, I think it's opened the world up to me geographically. Um, you know, if you think that you're you're in your daily life working and you're in your routine with family and, and work and, you know, you're your small hobbies, um, your world can be quite small. But the more and more I talk to people myself or listen to your episodes where you talk to others about traveling around the world and the things that they've experienced and the people that they met and the things they've done, um, it really, I think it really brought in my 
understanding and recognition and expectation of everything that is on this globe instead of just being having this tunnel vision you know i think as you as you listen to these people talk about their experiences around the world it makes the world smaller for you and i think less intimidating in a sense yeah. i mean you know i've never been intimidated per se but when you you think about listening to these people talk you think huh yeah i could do that huh yeah i should do that huh yeah, I'm gonna do that. You know, it just kind of escalates to that. So I think that's the biggest impact to me, actually. You know, I want to point out one thing that I tried to illustrate when I did the show about why adventure sports, right? And that is that it's a generational benefit. And and I look at it this way. A lot of people, um, it, it's easy to get numb and kind of fall into the routine of life. And, and most people do. It's It's natural and you shouldn't be you know, feel blamed or guilty about it, but the reality is, it's it's far too easy to to sit down at the end of the day and and switch on the television and and not be active and and lose your health, and then it, it's it's becoming an issue in the United States, especially it's multi generational that the parents aren't healthy, the kids then aren't healthy, and then their kids aren't healthy, and and it goes on and on and on. But you can break the cycle, and when your perspective changes and you find the value of doing a sport that you love, an adventure sport that's exciting or traveling or whatever it is, and you start getting up and going and doing more, then it's an example for the kids. And it's so rewarding to see families saying, no, I'm getting back in shape and I'm doing this sport now. And and now my kids are wanting to be a part of it and my kids are doing it. And now they have family time and they have health back again, you know? So, you know, fast forward 20 or 30 years, you've got a healthy person in their older age, and you've got healthy young adults who now are raising healthy families of their own, and it's because people get up and go have fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I've you know I've seen it in my own kids, and I've come to the conclusion that it is my sole goal to make it so they are choosing to go hiking, backpacking or mountain biking or even fly fishing over sitting down in front of Minecraft. You know, as long as my son and my daughter make that choice, then I'm doing it right. You know, if they start mm. to say, shake their head on Saturday morning and say, no, I'd rather sit here and play computer games instead of go mountain biking, dad, then, well, then I've lost. I've not done my job. So I think that's a, that's a huge measuring stick. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really fun to see that, that, uh, people are, are learning how to do sports, finding out about new sports, and, and getting inspired by our guests. But you know what? We have lots of resources on our site that can help people with that. And let's take a minute and share that just for the listeners who don't know. We have a lot of new listeners, which is also exciting. Our downloads have been growing like crazy, and it's it's a blast to see it. So for you who may not know, um, Travis, I'll take the first one. How about the episode categories? And Everybody, I'm going to apologize in advance. We've been trying to get these updated, and I've written some new code that's going to do that more efficiently. So it's a work in progress. But what we do is we created an index by adventure type of all of our episodes. So you can go into the episode categories, and you'll be able to click on, you know, say it's about backpacking or through hiking, or maybe it's about water sports or boating, or maybe it's about motorcycling or biking or whatever sport you're curious to learn more about or your sport that you already love and want to hear more about, you can go 
to that category, and there will be a collection of episodes there. And with 300 episodes, there's a lot of material. You've got about 300 hours of, uh, of inspiration that you can dip into. And right now we're up to, I'm not going to say because it's embarrassing, we have to catch up on, on adding the more recent episodes to that, but that's a resource we put together because we want people to, to be able to get to those older episodes that they may not have heard yet. Yeah, I think uh, when we first did that, it was kind of, uh, you know, oh, we'll do this. It'll be a nice thing. But I think at this point, we've got 300 episodes. I mean, that's a, a large back catalog. That's more than many podcasts out there. And to be able to go back in and just go through the categories that you like, or even to go down through the categories and say, huh, I don't know much about, you know, whitewater rafting, you know, let me go dip into a, a few of those episodes. And who knows, you might get completely inspired to do a sport that you didn't even imagine yourself doing in the first place. So definitely yeah, a great resource. If you don't have your sport, <laughs> this is a good way to find something that, that you know, might... Uh... It tickle your fancy, so to speak. You find the thing that you want to try next. But so that's the episode categories. Uh, another resource that we offer, Travis, throw one out there. How about announcements? We're always throwing out that we will do free announcements for people. If you guys have, uh, you know, a, a nonprofit organization or something, you're doing races to uh, raise money um, for uh, charities and that kind of thing. Give us a call, write us, um, not give us a call, we don't have a phone number really, but write us and uh, let us know what it is and what it is we can announce for you guys. We'd love to put it out on the show and uh, we have, have enough listeners now that we can help you spread the word and get the message out there and let people know what you're working so hard to put together. So definitely let us know about your announcements. Yeah, announcements, that's a good one. Uh, the member site, we can't not mention that. Let me say this, we really need to mention that. So the members site we put together because people are contacting us and they're saying, what can we do to help support the show? And we decided, well, we'd like to be able to give back. So we've met so many neat people that have products and services that are adventure related, and they've offered discounts through our member site. So if you become a member of the Adventure Sports Podcast community, then you get access to all these discounts for these various adventures. And that's a work in progress as well. We have a lot of great um, vendors on there right now, but that's growing. And so, you know, if you want to become a member, it helps us with the show. But what it also does is it allows you then to get access to discounts to get goods and services and guiding tr guided trips and all sorts of things that can help you with your adventure sports. So that's a that's a resource that works both ways. You know, it helps to support the show, and hopefully the the members get a lot of value out of that too. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys want to go there, go to members.adventuresportspodcast.com. You can see the the vendors that are on there, and they offer the discounts. Um, to get a membership, it can be as little as four ninety five a month. It's a great for, way for you guys to help support the show by throwing us a few dollars each month, um, and it gets you the discounts from these these memberships or these vendors. And you can also, uh, if you want, if you're interested in a, a 180 stove, the stove that we manufacture, uh, we have an annual subscription plan that essentially uh, makes your stove free. So it's $58.95 for the year, but you get a free stove in there. So that's kind of a no-brainer if you're interested in a, in a 180 stove. So go check that out. There's a button on the top right-hand corner of our website at adventuresportspodcast.com for that. Yeah, and the 180 stove, just for people that may not yet know, it's a natural fuel backpacking stove, a very light stove. You don't have to carry fuel. You don't have to buy fuel. You don't have to think about the environmental impacts that that fuel 
you know, creates as it's being processed and, and shipped around the world so you can carry toxins into the wilderness. So our stoves burn twigs, grass, leaves, that sort of thing. I prefer it for backpacking, and we also have the 180 Flame, which is even lighter. So you can learn a lot more about that um, by clicking on the links through our site or going to 180tac.com. But hopefully those stoves might help some of you in your adventuring as well. Yep. And I have to mention Patreon. It was a recent addition. We had some folks from outside the United States contact us and say, you know, I'd like to help support the show, um, but the member site doesn't really do a lot for me because by the time I ship it overseas uh, or whatever the the, uh, the package is, I ship it and it kind of negates the, the discount. So we launched our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash adventure sports podcast. And that's just another way for you guys to uh, throw us a bone and help support the show you get uh, depending on which level you choose you can get some free stickers that we'll send you send you and we will for every plan give our dogs we got five dogs between us so plenty of dogs we'll give them pets uh and tell them they're from you so that's pretty cool i mean <laughs> to give dogs we ignore pets. them otherwise they get no no attention at all unless someone goes to patreon that's right. So don't don't allow our dogs to be neglected. Please sign up for Patreon. <laughs> yeah, and then there's also a uh, a level of Patreon that also includes a monthly membership to the the um, members site as well. So they're kind of linked together in that fashion. So just another way to uh, to help support the show. As you guys are well aware, we do. Uh, run sponsorships, but not all of our shows have sponsorships uh, or ads on them. Um, it's It takes a while to get sponsorship arrangements made, and some sponsors will come in as a test market for, you know, a month, you know, nine episodes for us, and then uh, see how things go, and they'll move around to other shows. So point being is we don't bring in a whole lot of money with this show. Um, 180 Attack is a small company. It's not like we're, we're bringing in a lot of bank. It's just Kurt and myself. Uh, so that's why we put out these options uh, to give you guys the ability to, to uh, help support the show. It's hard work and we want to keep it going and we can always use your help. So enough about that. We won't, uh, we won't dwell on that anymore, but we just wanted to throw that out for you guys. Well, and I want to say a big giant thank you for all of you who have responded, that have become members, who have helped through Patreon or have bought some of our products. Everything helps and we really, really appreciate that. Um, you know what the show's about. That's why you're listening today. And, you know, thank you for putting up with us just talking today without a guest. But we wanted to celebrate 300 episodes by kind of giving you a, a state of the show address, if if we can call it that. So you know what things are, how things are going and, and what's been going on. And we're just really excited. Million downloads, 300 episodes, amazing guests. It's an honor, Travis, to be a part of this. I am, I am really uh, humbled. And honored that this has become something that can be a part of our lives. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's been a blast. I've loved doing it. Um, as you guys know, we took a little bit of a format change, and and we and Curtis does the inter- interviews, and I do the uh, the uh, back end processing. So it's working well with our schedules, and and I think that was a good change. Um, one of the things that we've been talking about, Kurt, are is the uh, Facebook group. So oh yeah. Kurt and I aren't the most awesome Facebook users. 
But what we would love to do is put together a Facebook group. We have a lot of listeners now, and we would love to hear more from you guys and interact from you guys. But we want what we want most is to give you guys the chance to interact with each other and be able to discuss one of our episodes or one of the locations. You know, take Lost Creek Wilderness, for example. And if you're interested in Lost Creek Wilderness, well, maybe one of our other listeners who is on that Facebook group has more information for you and it'd be a good place for you guys to get together and just chat about adventure sports in general and things that you've done things you've wanted to do uh maybe some equipment you're consider about considering buying um but in order to do that i think what we've decided is with the lack of time that we have if any of you guys want to step up and volunteer to be a moderator of that group we can kind of get all that figured out, get it set up, and give you those uh, privileges to help us moderate the group and uh, and keep things going. So if one of you guys is an awesome Facebook uh, user and you love to do it, then we could absolutely use your help. Let us know, and uh, we'll definitely get that set up. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think it would be, too, and it could be another resource, a way for um, people that are really interested in adventure to get together and share ideas and inspire each other. So it's not just about the show, but it's about the people who are really into adventure sports. And uh, I think that'd be a great way for people to connect. So, hey, if you're into that, you know, it'd be awesome. We we will need some help with it. So let us know. You can always go to the adventuresportspodcast.com. There's a, there's a contact us button on the right. You press that button and you can email us. We'll be in touch and see what comes of that. So... Hope someone out there or a whole lot of you out there think that's a great idea and uh, we'll help you out. Yep, absolutely. Well, things that we want to accomplish before our summer goes away. I have a cool motorcycle trip planned. My dad comes out or my parents come out. I shouldn't say just my dad. My poor mom left her out of the whole thing. She doesn't ride a motorcycle though. So, But my parents come out about this time every year. So my dad and a buddy of mine are all going to get on the motorcycles and we're going to right up through Wyoming and into the, the Black Hills of South Dakota and spend a few days up there riding uh, riding the pigtails and the beautiful scenery up there. I don't know if you've ever been up there. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, but we're going to go on that motorcycle ride coming up here soon. I think fly fishing, um, you know, we just did a little bit of fly fishing. It was actually the first fly fishing I've done of the season, which I'm really kicking myself for. Uh, we have a lot of that uh, planned. I think we need to get that done before the, uh, the cold weather moves in. Of course, a ton of mountain bike riding. I still need to get up to, uh, get Harley up his first 14,000 foot peak. Um, I ordered a new hammock. Did I tell you about my custom hammock I ordered? I have, uh, I have that coming in after Labor Day. So that's another excuse to get out and try that thing. So Kurt, man, we got a lot to do. Don't, uh, don't get too settled in down there. (laughs) Well, I got to tell, uh, Speaking of mountain biking again, it's just kind of been what the summer's been about for us. But when we moved into the Gunnison Crested Butte Valley, our realtor there uh, was part of an organization that put out a really cool app. And I got to mention this because it's so much fun. It's called CBG Trails, and uh, it's called Trail Quest. And you can download the app. And what it does is it records unique trail miles in the Gunnison Crested Butte area. And what they've done is created a competition where the first person to ride all the trails gets a free mountain bike. And I think they've adjusted it now where there's a drawing for a mountain bike if you get over 100 miles of trails in by Halloween. And what's fun about it 
it doesn't count miles that you do more than once on the same trail. The reason they did that is because they're trying to get uh, more people to do a greater variety of trails in the area. And the reason is because, believe it or not, there are over 750 miles of mountain biking trails in the Gunnison Crested Butte Valley. And so there are a lot of people on the app who've really plugged in and, and they've done hundreds and hundreds of miles of all of these trails. And so the reason I bring that up, Travis, is because that's actually a goal of mine until the snow flies is to get my standing up because this started many weeks before we got to Gunnison. So now I've got to do enough miles that I don't look like I'm such a lame mountain biker. So <laughs> you got to play catch up. That's I'm funny. playing catch up. I'm in. Uh, I think I'm in 76th place right now. 76th place. Um, not looking that great. But anyway, by the by the time the snow flies, I want to make sure that our standing is way up there. And I that I, the most important part of that, of course, is to experience all the amazing mountain biking and scenic beauty and natural beauty that's in that area. So that's going to take a lot of my time. Uh, of course, I want to do that 14er with you, and Daniel especially has been harping on me. We've got to get a backpacking trip in before it turns into a winter backpacking trip, and then maybe we can do one of those too. Yeah, well, we need to get one of those in anyway. I have a, I have that big Agnes bag I still need to review in the cold weather, so we can't get out of that one. We'll be doing that one anyway, so let's do them both. Yep, and this season is going to be a lot of skiing for the Linvilles in Crested Butte, so... We're excited about being close to a new ski area that we haven't skied much in the past. And we're going to be focusing a lot on being on the mountain. And uh, they do a lot of ski mountaineering in that area as well. They have ski mountaineering races and a lot of cross-country skiing and cross-country ski trails all over the place. And so the winter opportunities are going to be fantastic. We'll talk about that more when winter comes, but... You know, it's going to be a blast. So that's kind of what's on the horizon for us. Oh, very cool. Well, I think it's probably getting to be about time to wrap this one up. I uh, I want to say thanks for being my podcast partner for the show. I think 300, it was, uh, when we started this whole thing, I couldn't even vision, you know, visualize 300 episodes, but now we're here and so quickly. And I look forward to the next 300 with you, buddy. Yeah, thank you, Travis. You know, it's been a pleasure as always. I got to say for all the listeners out there, it's really, really hard to find a business partner that you can live with. And <laughs> Travis and I have done a lot of stuff together and he's golden. So let me know when you find him. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, it's it's a beautiful thing, Travis, the way that we've worked together over the years and doing this podcast with you has been an honor and my my biggest regret right now is that I don't get to hear you interview people enough. So anyway, but all of that said, it, it's been a blast. And I want to say a big thank you for all of the guests who have come on the show and let the listeners know it's another way you can really help build the Adventure Sports Podcast is by recommending guests for the show. And we get a lot of recommendations and they really do help us a ton to get the content that you guys want to hear. So Thank you for all of the guests who have been on the show, and thank you, listeners, for recommending guests for the show. It really helps. Yep, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, we look forward to doing the next 300 for you. Again, let us know who you want to hear. Let us know what other adventure sports you want to hear. Let's get that Facebook group started up. We want to be able to work with you guys and make this a major community for adventure sports. So, Kurt, buddy, I think that's about it. You have a good evening, sir. 
Okay, that's a wrap. And as always, I got to say it, Travis, get out there, have some fun.